Welcome to Let's Get to Work, a podcast with stories of hope and inspiration for people experiencing blindness and vision loss, as well as those wanting to support us. Brought to you by the Employment Committee of the American Council of the Blind, a place where we talk about all things employment, finding jobs, holding jobs, building careers, and challenging stigmas. Each month will consist of two visually impaired people who have chosen to travel down unique career paths. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's get to work. Welcome to the American Council of the Blind's Employment Committee's Let's Get to Work podcast. And for the past year and a half, we've been interviewing uh, blind folks in a variety of professions as employees. And for the first time, we're going to interview an employer who is interested in hiring blind people. Uh, In this case, we're uh, welcome to Sophia McCall. She's a recruiter for the Lighthouse of Central Florida. Uh, and welcome, Sophia. Thank you. So, Sophia, before we get started on what you're doing at the Lighthouse, talk about what prompted you to get into recruiting and how you got involved with the Lighthouse. Um, so I actually started at Lighthouse as a client. Um, I went blind in 2016, and I took vocational rehabilitation and independent living skills at Lighthouse Central Florida. Um, while I was there taking assistive technology, um, they informed me that the call center was hiring, but I was so new to it. Um, so I applied for it. They hired me, but I started off at the front desk. Um, so I started at the front desk. And then about six months later, I was in the call center. Um, then I got promoted to a team lead, then a trainer. And then within the past two years, I've gone to human resources. And now I'm in recruiting, which has been one of the most fulfilling parts of it because I'm able to pay it forward. I understand that. So talk about recruiting. What 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 do you like about recruiting? Um, I like talking to people. So I really like talking to people. And for those people who are so interested in working, just hearing their story and um, having them go through the assessment and, you know, just the excitement they feel from me being able to tell them, I'm going to offer you this position. Um, so just going through and then also being able, um, so for a lot of JAWS users, they feel a little more comfortable with me um, doing the interview because I know the system and I know how it works. And I know sometimes Josh can have a mind of his own. <laughs> so I'm, I'm comfortable with it and I strive to make them comfortable. That's true. Josh does have a mind of its own and so does the <laughs> technology that Josh is trying to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, another conversation. So um, talk about the accommodations that the Lighthouse uh, provides you so you can do your job effectively. So Lighthouse has, um, so we have a team um, that does digital accessibility to make sure that all of the programs that we have are accessible. So um, if you're working for Lighthouse, whatever technology you you need, be it JAWS, ZoomText, Fusion, whatever you need, um, we provide the equipment to you. Um, So whenever we send the um, computer out to you, it already has um, those programs already installed on it. What what software do you use to do the recruiting piece and how accessible is it? Um, so we um the um applicant tracking system we use is Paycom. And it is accessible. Um, of course, some things it, it doesn't read. I've had to memorize some things on it. Um, but their uh system, well, the people that we work with through Paycom, they are always 
willing to listen to what I have or what's not working at the time. So they just work with it, work through it with me. So it is, it's accessible. Okay. So now talk about the lighthouse. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what does it do? What, what projects are, is it involved with? Who are they hiring? So give it, give, give me the sort of the broad view of what the lighthouse, what the lighthouse is in Florida. So I'm the biggest fan. Cause like I said, I went there when I went blind, um, in 2017, I went blind in 2016 and then started services in 2017. Their vocational rehabilitation, Lighthouse Central Florida, um, and they do it from babies, um, from those with babies who are born blind to those who go blind later in life. So they provide those mobility. Um, so those people you see with the white cane, um, mobility, uh, system technology. Um, I have a dog, but before I got my dog, I went through mobility with um, Lighthouse Central Florida. And they've been around since about 1976. So they've been around a long time. And then mid-2000s, what they noticed was uh, the same people receiving services um, weren't able to get gainful employment. So that's where Lighthouse Works came in. Um, So up until maybe about three years ago, we were small, but we're up to about 600 people now um, in over 20 states. So, um, and like I said, the Main focus of that is the employment of blind or visually impaired. So talk about uh, Lighthouse Works. What kind of jobs are you, uh, is, are, is that organization hiring for? What kind of skills, what, what, what are you doing? At Lighthouse Works, um, the majority of the jobs we have available is for a call center. Um, so we have several different campaigns. We have an on-site position. So for those who are in or around Central Florida, I have, you know, it's good for them to come in um, to get that extra support. So we have an on-site um, call center, which is around 90 people on site. Um, and it's taking uh, phone calls. All of these, most of these are state campaigns. Um, so that one on site. And then we have the one that is remote that hires for out of state. And that one's uh, taking phone calls for the Department of Children and Families. Uh, we also do universal dining. So making reservations for restaurants on um, Universal City Walk here in Orlando. And um, we also have uh, smaller campaigns. We have a seasonal one um, that usually starts up around the end of the year and runs through February. And that's the assistance fund. That one gives help for um, high cost medication. All of these um, campaigns that we have, whatever technology you you use, you need to be proficient mm-hmm. in it, um, which is why we give the assessment. So talk about the assessment. How does that, how does, how does the assessment work? Okay, so the assessment is time. It's 15 minutes, and it is basic navigation. Um, so what it is, I don't send the link ahead of time because that's part of the assessment, you know, finding the URL bar, putting that in. Um, and it's mainly um, links, so um, making sure that you're able to, to find links and open up edit fields and navigate through tables. Okay, cool. So so let's talk about um, the out-of-state job with the, the you said department of family services uh department of children and families children and children and families okay mm-hmm. so is that a federal uh is that a federal government uh service um, it's, well it is it, state um but yeah. it's it's through a third party so we're we're taking the calls as a third party but the people that call in they they don't know that they're just calling into dcf okay. in general mm-hmm. so uh uh, any, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're in Florida or not to apply for these jobs, right? That is right. Now, um, I do have to say that 
um, right now we're, we're in over 20 states, but there are some states that we aren't set up in. So um, if you're unsure about the state, um, you can always call us and uh, we'll take a look and see if that is one state that we're hiring. And I assume it's also on your website, the, the states that are uh, that you are working in, correct? No, it's not on the it's website. It's not on the website. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a phone number here. If they call 407-898-2483, would, would that be the number for them to call to get that information? Yes. Okay. So that number again is 407-898-2483. And again, this is to determine if the state you live in uh, is eligible to, to work for the the Lighthouse uh, call center jobs. Mm-hmm. So talk about the application process. How does the application process, if I were interested in applying for this job, what would I have to do? Okay. So um, the application process is through um, the applicant tracking system I was telling you about, Paycom. Um, so again, it is accessible. So you would go to our page at lighthouseworks.org forward slash careers. Um, you would click on customer care. Now you do need a resume. So I always um, have people make sure you have your resume on whatever device that you're doing the application on because it's easier to upload it and then it'll pre-fill most of the information. Yep. Okay. So you send the resume, you fill out the application process. And, uh-huh. what, and what happens next? And we're on top of it. So within a, within a week, you'll get a call from either myself or my fellow recruiter, um, Nicole. Okay. And what happens during that call? During that call, um, is the first one is just a pre-screening. Um, just asking you, um, how did you hear about the job? Tell us a little bit about your work experience. We have your resume there, but I kind of like to hear it, mm-hmm. you know, in your own words. Um, and what made you apply for this position? What made you want to apply for this job at Lighthouse? Um, once we get that and, you know, and that conversation goes good, then I schedule you for an interview, which is usually within the same week. We want to have a quick turnaround time. Um, so uh, usually within that same week, I schedule a time and it usually takes 30 to 45 minutes for the entire interview. Uh, the first part is going to be that assessment, that 15 minute assessment. And then the rest of it is going to be personality based questions. So we know from that point in the interview after speaking with you, because that assessment has points for each question. So based on how many points you get for each question and your answers to the personality-based questions, then uh, we'll let you know right then if you're hired or not. Okay. Um, and from there, um, the job also requires a level two background check. So um, if you are offered a position, if you're in the state of Florida, um, then we email you a fingerprint form and then get you scheduled at a location near you to get fingerprinted. If you're outside of Florida, then we send you a link. You schedule your own fingerprint appointment, but Lighthouse does pay for it. Okay. Um, and then once, uh, and this goes directly to DCF. So we have no control over the finger, um, the background check. It goes to DCF and they determine if you're eligible to work for them. And then once they send us the determination, that's when I give you a call and let you know your start date. So let's assume that everything works perfectly and, and I get hired and I'm mm-hmm. given a start date. What happens next? All right. So from um, the start date, you will get an offer letter. Um, you'll sign that electronically. Um, and then you have your onboarding information, you know, direct deposit and um, identification and things. All of, that's just, all of that is done um, preferably the week before you start. Mm-hmm. 
um, the equipment that we sip out. We sip out the equipment um, at the end of the week before you start, usually on um, Wednesdays and Thursdays. So if you're to start that Monday, you'll get your equipment between Friday and Sunday of the weekend before. Now, when you say equipment, what does that mean? That's going to be, we call it the at-home kit. So depending on uh, if you use any type of screen reader. So if you use JAWS, it's going to be a laptop with JAWS installed and a headset. All of the phone calls come through the computer, so you don't need a separate line for it. If you're um, a Zoom text or a magnifier or Fusion, then we send you a laptop with that program installed, a monitor, and a headset. And if, if somebody is an experienced Braille reader and likes to use Braille, uh, what about that? So we normally don't um, uh, provide the Braille displays. Usually that comes from the state. Sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay, that's reasonable enough. So on the first day, I assume there's some kind of training, right? Before you you know get in the phones the first day on the job, right? There's some kind of a uh, orientation or training or something. Talk about that. Yeah. So um, on your first day that Monday, um, you have training for the first, I mean, not training, orientation for the first part of the morning, um, usually from 9 to 1045. And then training starts at 11. So the first day is a little different. But um, there's two weeks of training. So from that Tuesday and on to the next week, training is from 8 to 4.30. And during that time, that's when you're going to learn the system, the rules for DCF, how to log your time um, into Paycom and um, using Teams, uh, in case you're not familiar with using Teams, because that's how training is done through Microsoft Teams. Okay. Um, And then the third week, so there's two weeks of training and then there's one week of nesting. So nesting is just where um, you're going to apply what you've learned in training. You'll be doing some mock calls. And if time permits, you'll do a couple of live calls with your training before you get on the phone. So you have three weeks of training and then you start your your, your real phone work, so to speak, three weeks later. Is that sound about right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So before we go any further, talk about what you look for in in, in an applicant. What kind of skills... What kind of experiences are you looking for uh, as you look at resumes and interview? What what are the key things you're looking for? Okay, so as far as um, technology skills, I think that's um, one of the most important things because, like I said, the people that are calling in don't know that you're blind or visually impaired and you need to be able to um, work efficiently with whatever screen reader you use. So um, when I'm giving the assessment, like tables is very important. So you need to be able to navigate through tables. And like I said, the assessment is 15 minutes. So being able to finish that assessment in that time is a big key. Some people don't have customer service experience, which is okay because that can be taught. Um, That's something that with time you can get comfortable with as long as you have the right personality. You know, you have to be um, the right tone and, and, you know, kind of upbeat is also what I'm looking for. Um, because the people that are calling in are going through things and I, I need them to hear that friendly voice on the other end. Sure. sure. So the technological skills and some sense of, 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 of a positive attitude. Yes. Uh, I would imagine some kind of emotional intelligence, so to speak, you know, being yes. able to work with the whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so um, when did you start this uh, uh, working uh, virtually with the Department of uh, Family and Children's Services? How long has this program been operational? I want to think it's been going on 
about two years. Okay. Um, but we've been expanding, which is why um, we're in uh, this hiring phase right now, which is good. But uh, we, we keep getting expansions, which is why we're able to hire out of state now. Sure. And so uh, can you give me a, an example or two of people who have been doing the customer service work for a while? And uh, uh, if they're enjoying it and what they've learned from it and, uh, you know, how it's changed their lives. Do you, do you serve a, a couple of examples of that? Yeah. Um, so I have um, I hired uh, a young man about a month ago. Um, this is his first job. First one ever. Um, he's a jobs user also. He was so nervous, you know, during training about taking his first calls. He, he we had to give him pep talks all the time because he was just so nervous. And during his last week of nesting, he was especially nervous about taking live calls. He didn't think he could do it. Um, his supervisors were very encouraging to him. Everybody was. We all, you know, and he sent an email saying that he appreciated uh, the recruitment team for showing that they care. And he knows he knows that somebody loves him. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. And uh, he's, doing, he's doing good on the phones now. He's doing really Really good on the phones. Um, so when you say doing good, what does that mean? That means that no complaints. Um, he hasn't followed, you know, some people, um, they get on the phones and, and they feel like, well, I need to go back into training because I'm not comfortable. Mm -hmm. So even though this was his first job, what, it, it had, he had to get on the phones because up until then he was so nervous. But once he got on the phones, he is like, uh, we took the training wheels off and he's, he's selling. He's doing good. Great. Talk about, I know you've talked about being promoted through, uh, you know, through your time to Lighthouse, you know, from mm -hmm. uh, front desk to customer service to human resource stuff. Have any of, have any of the folks who've been there for a year and a half, two years been promoted to other things? Yeah, they have. So um, Lighthouse is all about promoting from within because of the growth that we've had. Um, we've had to hire uh, team leads, supervisors, um, so most recently, we hired uh, about three team leads, and some of these people who are some of the ones that have been hired within the last year or two. So yeah, um, uh, a lot of people ask that question during the interview, but there is opportunities for growth. So did these team leads come from within? In other words, folks yes. who were on the phone? Yes. Is that yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you have any idea how long this process is going to grow? Uh, you know, do you have any sense of how long the, uh, you know, this has been a, a two-year project and it sounds like it's still growing like crazy. Do you have any idea when it might, when it might end? I, I don't. <laughs> I, we, we don't know when it's going to end. And, um, and I want to think as, as long as there are blind and visually impaired people that are out there who want to work, you know, um, Lighthouse will always have the opportunity. Um, because of the the camp campaigns that we have, you know, we we're kind of like in a unique position. Um, so, no, I don't know when it's going to end. Hopefully, not anytime. Hopefully, soon. hopefully never. Right? I mean, that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, get, um, getting back uh, to the folks on the uh, uh, taking phone calls, mm -hmm. what kind of questions do they get asked? What what what's your sort of typical questions that? I'm uh, the folks who answer the phones are likely to get. Okay. So for uh, the remote positions for department of children and families and for the on-site one is basically the same question. 
I haven't received my benefits. Where are my benefits? Um, and so with this, this is why I started um, setting the correct expectation um, when doing uh, interviews, letting them know most of the time when they're calling in, uh, the majority of the calls are general questions, but mm-hmm. they are specific to that person. Um, so they would give you their social, you verify the name, you know, all of the information as it appears on the screen. And that question may not be as cut and dry as it seems. So you'll have to do some research and going between different tabs, um, looking through different screens, looking for that information. So that is it. It's, um, I haven't received my benefits. Um, when is my interview? You know, what's the status of my case? And they'll be able to see all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's prim- so it's most people who call uh, are under some degree of stress, right? Uh, you know, this isn't, uh, I want to, I want to make a vacation plans to Florida, help me out. You know, that's kind of a fun call to make. These are not fun. You know, these people are, are probably stressed out. Right. And then, then they deserve, you know, empathy, um, respect when they're calling in, which is what I'm also looking for when I'm speaking to people, because you can kind of tell. Yeah, no, I think that's right. So, um, uh, you're, you are going to be sending me this information so I can post it on, on the American Council of the Blind, uh, various lists. Uh, which I'm delighted to do. Um, but for those who aren't subscribed to those lists, um, can you give me that website again for people to, to, uh, if they want to apply? Uh, what, what is the, uh, web address that they would start the process from? Yeah. It is Lighthouse Works with the S on the end. Okay. Dot O-R-G. Okay. Forward slash careers. Okay. Um, and then you'll click the, you'll look for a link that says customer care professional. Okay. And you enter there and then there's going to be a button to apply. Customer care professional mm-hmm. and, then, and then apply. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, so just to um, make sure I have this correct. Um, if, if folks want to apply for these jobs, go to lighthouseworks.org forward slash careers. Uh, and then click on customer care professional and mm-hmm. then click on apply. Now, I assume if you click on customer care professional, you'll get a little bit of information about the job, right? Yeah, there'll yeah. be a job description there. There'll be mm-hmm. a job description. And so you'll be able to check it out. And then if you're interested, you can you can click on apply and start mm-hmm. the process. And, and again, I just want to verify the phone number. So folks have questions about uh uh, if if their state qualifies as one of the twenty states that uh, that work for this, uh, that you can that you can work for these jobs. What is that phone number again? It's four zero seven eight nine eight two four eight three. Okay, so four zero seven eight nine eight two four eight three. So before before we uh, wrap up this interview, and I appreciate your time, um, what advice would you give to to um, visually impaired folks who are looking for their first job? I would tell them um, that to just to be positive. Um, you you get what you give. So if you're looking for a job, you have to go in with the right personality. Personality can take you a long way along with your skills um, and just know that the only thing that's going to stop you is you. So if you have the right personality and, and are passionate about working and getting into that field, 
Just don't let anything stop you. And talk about uh, how do you, why do you think, you know, you obviously have, you know, came to the lighthouse, um, not looking for a job, right? As I remember your story, they sort of offered you a job. Is that sort of what happened? Well, when I went, um, you know, because I went blind later in life, I right. didn't think I could work. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and every, all of this was so new to me. I didn't, and then once I started doing AT skills, I was looking for a job, but there weren't many places hiring. Sure. Um, and then that's when they told me that, well, Lighthouse is hiring. Cause I didn't know that there was another part to it at first. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. And <laughs> why do you think they, uh, and I, this is a hard question to answer and I, and I appreciate that. Why do you think they thought you were job ready? Um, because I, when, as soon as they gave, you know, when I walked into that building and saw all of these blind people doing stuff, I was, I was so motivated. Like I, I put my, I put so much effort toward learning jobs and learning that I, I was, and I, you know, I don't want to say that I was like, but I was like on top of it mm-hmm. and, and I would let them know. Cause I always ask questions. I, I've always been a go-getter and going blind didn't stop that. So, and I think they could see I was very ambitious and, and still am. So uh, out of curiosity, before you were blind, what, what kind of work did you do? I was doing, I was doing call center work. I was working oh, you at were. a oh, okay. audit pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. So you, you just went on to something else uh, once you got trained. Same, yes. same, same skill set, but a different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anybody has any questions for Sophia, we have, I think we have about five minutes or three minutes left. Uh, I'm happy to um, uh, allow people to ask them. Any questions for Sophia? This is Michael, and I have a quick question for you, Sophia. Yeah. Please. Okay. And uh, I can uh, include this or take it out, but I'm looking here at the job description and I see the the right of pay and then it's 40 hours a week, which is great. But at the bottom of this, it says for employees living with visual impairment, you must provide documentation from a physician. Why is that documentation required for individuals living with the visual impairment? And is that a requirement for employment to provide that documentation? Okay. Good question. Um, it's required because we, um, as a nonprofit, we have, um, in the, I don't know if you guys heard of RESPECT and NIB. Um, so in order, um, you know, we have to have a certain ratio of blind to sighted individuals. And when we get that documentation, it it helps us um, uh, prove that the people that we are hiring are blind or visually impaired. Um, but if they aren't able, because some people um, have been blind for a long time and their vision hasn't changed and they don't have that documentation, um, if they if they can't get it, um, we can also use a certificate of blindness from their counselor if they have a DBS counselor. Um, but either way, it doesn't stop them from being hired. It just helps us if they do have it. Yeah, I just uh, it was it was it wasn't something that I had seen before, so I just wanted to ask about that. So thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. That, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michael. Um, Sophia, so, this is Rosanna. I have yeah. a quick question for you. Um, okay. Having worked in customer service for a number of years and being on the phones, I'm now doing QA and call monitoring um, for our company. But I, how did you um, or how did the company get the software to run with JAWS so that 
blind people are able to access the various different screens, because that's an issue that I know I, a challenge I've had to face when I took on this job. Yeah, um, I hear that a lot from people I interview. We have a team. Uh, it's about three or four people, um, the digital accessibility service. So we have someone who writes, um, the I think it's called scripts for that. Okay, and, um, scripting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he he does that um, on all of the programs to make it accessible. So, Sophia, I want to thank you for your time. Um, I, I, I wish you well with this program. It sounds terrific. And please, you know, you have my email address. Uh, please send me information and I will post it to the various places that I post stuff. Okay. And thank you. And I also wanted to mention that for um, the blind and visually impaired, it is part-time or full-time. Ah, so I know a lot of people, um, you know, trying to stay under the cash cliff for SSDI. Um, so, yes, it is um, part-time or full-time. And thank you for that information. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to say before we end this uh, podcast? No, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. And we look forward to working with you in the future.